This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Elizabeth Dotson is co-founder of Homezada, an online and mobile home management solution. Homezada strives to educate and provide resources for homeowners in all areas of home management, including home inventory, maintenance, remodel projects, and finances. She has been doing this over 20 years and has 20 years plus of technology experience plus an MBA. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. I appreciate it. Now, I will tell you, I have interviewed close to 700 people on the show. I've never had anybody come on and talk about online and mobile home management solutions. So this is going to be a little bit of an interesting podcast because I don't know anything about what we're going to talk about. Although I spent 12 years in inventory management. So I do know about inventory management and I don't ever want to go back to inventory management because it was not a very good time in my life, but I do know what that means. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, what is Homesada? How did you get into it? The first, how did you create this? Sure. So first of all, um, no surprise that you have not talked to anybody about digital home management um, because it wasn't there. I go back, going back to the story, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about Hamzada. Is um, I used to work in a software company that was focused on commercial construction project management software. So you think about all of these large, beautiful buildings around the world and how you construct them, how you erect them, and basically what you do is you need to track all the humans, you need to track all the contracts all the materials, all the deadlines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In addition to that, you have to track all the different variety of costs. So that's a very big thing that you have to do when it comes to project management. Because I was around this software and these types of organizations, I wanted to find out how we can do the same thing for our homes. And I was super frustrated because I couldn't track my money. I couldn't figure out when I was doing tasks when I did them last. And it was super frustrating for me. So I waited and waited and waited and waited and looked and looked and looked for over 10 years to find a solution that could meet my needs. Nothing was there. So surprise, here I am. And um, I bring you Hamzada and Hamzada allows you to track all of the details about your house. And as you said earlier, we break it down by helping people tr take a home inventory unlimited photos, documents, and videos. Help them by walking them through the process of tracking a maintenance calendar and getting reminders as to when you need to perform those tasks. Then we help them with templates on how to track projects. Most people don't come from a project management or a construction background, and so they struggle with the projects. They have fights with their contractors. They oftentimes miss money or they're over budget. So we help with that process, identifying the items, the tasks, and all the different details that they need to perform on that project, either themselves as a DIYer or with a contractor. Then finally, we get into managing the finances of the property. Most people don't realize that when we get into a home, it becomes an asset over time as you pay down your loan. And that asset can be used if you need it later on in life for medical or health or excuse me, healthcare, but also whether you need it for school, maybe you want to go back to school and get a degree and you want to use the equity in your home to pay for it. 
or you just want to use the equity in your home long-term to live. So whether it's a reverse mortgage or whether it's equity loans, you can use that because you've built that up. It's an asset. But one of the things that most people also forget is that our homes are our largest expense by far. And if we are not careful, that expense can literally skyrocket because of its value. And what I mean by that is if you haven't performed a maintenance task to replace an air conditioning can be very expensive and so on and so forth. So we want to get ahead of that with preventative activities in Hamzada. So we actually help our homeowners do that. And in addition to that, we have a version that is for our professionals as well. So companies in real estate, insurance, mortgage, and home building can also work with their customers and Hamzada to track all of this information. I am talking to you right now from a spare bedroom in my home. It's my wife and my first home. And we made so many mistakes when we bought our first home. And now we're paying for it because where we live in Houston, Texas, there's no water table because well, the water table is so high. There is water tables. It's very high. We don't have basements. We have a lot of foundation problems in here in Houston. Yes. I didn't know this. And all of a sudden we noticed that our windows were not shutting right. And all those, you know, the doors weren't shutting right. And, and they said, Oh, you may have foundation issues. And my neighbors tell me this. I'm like, huh? What are you, what are you talking about? So they had to come in and they had to raise the front of the house. It happens all over Houston, all over Southeast Texas. And now we're having problems with the piers inside of our house because they've lifted the front, the back's fine. And now, you know, what happens you lift both ends. You have a problem in the middle and that's stuff you really don't know because when you buy your first home and anybody's listened to this show has never bought a home, please take your time. Yes. We were in a hurry to get out of our apartment and we only looked at a couple houses and we didn't hire the best home inspector and we didn't know what we were doing. There were so many things wrong with our house that we didn't find out till six months later. And I wish I would have taken my time and hired the right people to said, okay, you're going to have issue here. This is going to be an issue. This is going to be an issue. We didn't know because we're not contractors. We didn't know there was no, I didn't know you something like you, you existed and you're right. A home is such a massive investment that even if you're buying a brand new home, you don't know everything's going on with it. I mean, you can't look underneath the foundation and find out if it's going to crack in six months or a year. We had a massive drought back in 2008, which caused all the, the issues in our neighborhood. But when you don't know and you don't know who to reach out to to ask questions because you don't know there's a problem, you're kind of like, well, <laughs> I hope it all it works out okay. And you know, everyone's ever owned a home, you know, there's some problem, like you mentioned the air conditioner or, or the, the roof, or you've got siding or windows, something's going to happen. Yes. And sadly, a lot of people aren't even aware of that. They just, I guess, cross their fingers and their toes and hopefully nothing goes wrong. Yes. And that's the way most people think they, when it, when it breaks, I'll repair it. And not until then, which we're here to help people manage through those processes, take care of the their equipment, their appliances, the structure of their home, as well as anything they've got inside the home so that they can not have these unexpected repair costs. They can ease into it. For instance, we just talked about air conditioning and HVAC units. When you get them regularly checked, 
There is a small expense to pay for labor to get them checked. However, they can make minor repairs to an air conditioning unit and extend its life. They can also give you an update that says, okay, we think you have approximately three to five more years on this unit. And if that's the case, we need to start preparing for a replacement. And that way you can start saving for that replacement um, rather than having something unexpected. Now, you live in Houston. There have been hurricanes. Some things are unexpected. Some things, you may have a tree blow down on your roof and totally collapse in the house. These things happen. Homesada can actually help with that process as well because we can help you identify that repair process. We can help you identify what you need to talk to your contractor about. And then we can also help you identify even prior to that hurricane, do you have trees or limbs or bushes that may be a little too close to your home that you need to start trimming? We will provide those solutions. But one of the things that we want to look at is helping people identify how to care for their home, not only to keep the value of it, because a well-maintained home is a valuable home, Mm -hmm. but also to reduce cost. The next thing that we also look at is how do we keep it healthy, safe, and efficient? If you're taking care of your air filters in your home, something as simple as an air filter you are actually saving money because your units are running properly. Uh, I'll just interject right there because we did not know we had our air conditioner replaced about four years ago. And the, 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 the guy who was working on AC unit before we had it replaced said, Oh, just buy the cheap air filters. That's all you need. Right. And I'm not an HVAC guy. This guy was a country bumpkin, really smart, but you know, he didn't work for a major company. And then when we had the new AC in, the, the new company said, hey, um, spend more for your filters. You want The more the filter catches, he says, there's a coil up in your attic. And what the filter doesn't catch, the coil, the coil catches. And the coil is very moist with the humidity. He goes, that gets clogged. Your unit works harder. And so we didn't know this at the time. And we had to pay, I think, 500 bucks to have them go up there with some chemical to clean the coil. Because if the coils clog, your AC is not going to cool your house. And now my wife and I realize, let's buy the best air filter that collects the, the animal dander and all the dust. Because it's like 17 to $20, but that's a lot cheaper than $500 to clean your coil. So that's Correct. that's something I can share where I dealt with myself. Yes, that's and that's one option. Buy the more expensive air filters. The other option too, and it's still more affordable than the $500, is change your air filters more frequently. Yes. Now, either way it can work, but that cost is so nominal compared to this $500 that you may have to do every year. Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter, and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Or, or sooner, because what the guy was telling me from the AC company is that we use uh, a company called Filtreat. That's makes the, they're the number one brand, I guess, for air filters. And that says up to 90 days. But what I do is I put a reminder on my phone to check it after 60 days just to be sure. And if you say they cost 20 bucks and you buy them four times a month, that's $80. 
And if you have the coil cleaned once, that's 500. So you're still way ahead of the game, but that's the simple things you're saying. There are simple things you can do. Now, that's not the magic bullet because where we live, we have a house that was built in 1982. And we have a 20-ton air conditioner unit, which is more than we need. However, because the house is so old and the insulation is so old, in the July and August of Houston, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, the AC says, dude, I, I can't keep up because the sun's pouring down in the house. Yeah. Now, that involves new siding, new insulation, new windows. And again, that's even more expensive than $500. There's nothing wrong with the unit. If the unit was not designed to cool a house with poor insulation and siding, but then you get into stuff like that, that gets to be really expensive to have your house resided and re-insulated. It is. And that's how you can use Homezada on the project side to plan for it. That's the other thing we remind people. A lot of people go into projects and they get either excited or they have a challenge that happens and they need to perform this project versus taking a breath taking a step back and actually planning for this project. So you understand what this is going to cost, understanding if there's going to be any hiccups that occurred during the process that may end up costing you a little bit more, but how can you allocate the funds to, to pay for this? Mm. Most people are looking at, I'd rather do a project and be debt free with it. So I'll save the money for it and build up to it. Versus I know I can take a home equity. I know I can take a second. I know I can get a home improvement loan or I can use credit cards, but those options aren't always the best depending on who you are. Mm -hmm. Some people are more comfortable. Yep. I'm going to put it on a credit card and I'm going to pay it off in a year. But everyone invariably knows that they put on that credit card and that year kind of slips because something else comes up and something else. We want to get in front of it with everyone. With our if you have a problem like we had with our old AC that died, it's the heat of summer. I mean, the guy said, yeah, you know, I could put a new unit in you for eight grand. I'm like, eight grand. I had no, you know, I had no reference point. I have no idea. He said, yeah, it was an older unit. He says the one you have back there uses Freon. We can't legally use Freon anymore. So we have to replace the stuff upstairs. And I'm like, okay, well, he couldn't do it to the next day. So we had to go to a hotel because we were forced into a situation. We had to finance it, which drives me crazy because I hate that kind of debt. But it was one of those things. It just died. And it's kind of like losing your heat up north. Your AC goes out in the heat of summer in the south. It's an emergency. You can't say, well, we'll save up for it and get it next year. It, you could die. I mean, Lily gets so hot of here. Literally. But so we didn't have a choice. And of course, you got to pay the finance charge and all this other stuff. But sometimes when you have an emergency, if you don't have someone like you, you got you got to they deal the dealer deals the hands and you got to take whatever they give you. You can't say, give me another card. It's what it is. And we got through that crisis. But it sounds like what your company does is it helps people to mitigate those those yes. surprise. Hey, your AC died. No worries. You know, take a breath. And I think that's the problem that when you have an emergency like this, you feel so tense. You don't step back and say, okay, let's breathe for a second here. Because when you're in emergency mode, you may make some very expensive and silly mistakes where if you took that breath, like, okay, hang on a second. This is probably not the only place in Houston that sells air conditioners. And we didn't get a second estimate. 
The guy said, oh, it's 8,000. I can knock it down to six. If you do the finance, we'll get it done tomorrow. And it's like 100 degrees outside. Okay. Mm -hmm. But maybe we could have gotten the same unit cheaper if we would have taken a breath, gone to the hotel and and got our wits about us. But we didn't do that. And that's I regret that to this day. Yeah. And I think, too, when people are looking at these scenarios, they're also they're also rushing, as you indicated, to get something done because it's important to them. And we're so used to all these conveniences that we're not taking a look at what are all the options. And you actually brought up a great one. Could we have actually stayed in a hotel for 24 hours until we could have evaluated all the different costs, all the different types of units, talked to multiple contractors, got them out there in a quick period of time to determine what that change is. And once that new unit is added to your home, now it's time to track your home warranty. And I'll give you a great example of this. It's part of the reason why HomeZot is here. I had built a brand new house and I am in California, also very hot, but no humidity. So we have different challenges. Um, So when I built my new house, I had um, a hot water heater. We all have hot water heaters. It makes our water hot. It uses energy to do that. And so this hot water heater broke two years into my house. And I was like, what? And of course, it was just over warranty. Doesn't it work out that way? (laughs) Just over warranty. And I was like, why did this happen? I am not originally from California. I am originally from the East Coast. So very different materials, weather patterns, terrain, et cetera. Very similar with um, Houston. We both see 100 degree weather, California and Houston, but you see humidity. We see none. It's all very dry. So very different. There's different problems. So with that said, that hot water heater broke. And the one of the reasons it broke is because so much sediment built up into the container of the hot water heater, mm. because I live in what we refer to as the base of the Sierra Mountains. So there's all this rock sediment. And it had to move through the, the pipes and the, and the systems before you can kind of clean it out. Huh. Well, and of course, all I had to do was flush it myself which took 15 minutes once a year, not even pay anybody, just my own time to do this. And then I could have had a hot water heater that would last me 18 years. Well, I asked my um, contractor that came in and replaced it. He goes, you can't do anything now. It's too far gone. And I'm like, what? And so I was like, all right. Now, fortunately for me, I had the disposable income to pay for a brand new hot water heater on the spot. And I was like, all right, well, clearly we have to do it. And I said, what happens to other people if they can't afford to do this? He says, sometimes they go into debt. They take out a loan to do it, which doesn't make anybody happy. It creates stress for the family. Two, some people don't replace it. And I go, wait a second. What does this mean? If we don't have hot water, okay, great. We have uncomfortable showers. Not really a big deal. But if we can't have hot water to clean dishes, if you use hot water on clothes, any other things, then now all of a sudden we've got bacteria building up. And it's kind of apropos of what we've just experienced over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I said, there's got to be a better way. How come people don't know how to take care of their house? 
And he, this contractor said to me, they just aren't in the industry or they're so busy with other things. They need a system to help remind them to do this because they may say to themselves, I did flush the hot water heater, but they don't realize how fast a year goes by. And so our system will help provide those reminders to make sure that we don't have to keep everything in our brains. We can actually take it out and use a system to make us really efficient. It's funny you talk about the hot water heater because when you live in an apartment and your hot water goes, you just call the landlord and they come and fix it. And I remember our hot water heater died on us one time. It wasn't the hot water heater. It was the uh, the burner underneath it. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I were like, you know, we called around some plumbers and we were shocked because the prices. And we went to YouTube and it took us like three days to fix it because they first they sent us the wrong part. And then the second one they sent us was damaged and we took cold showers. Now we live in Houston. So cold showers, not the same as in Toronto. Okay. So you take a cold shower in Houston in the wintertime, you're not that bad. But when you buy your first home, you realize when something goes, and I remember calling my dad, he goes, Hey, you're a homeowner. Now you got to learn how to fix this stuff yourself. You know, you can't call someone like when our garbage disposal died. We figured out how to do it ourselves because when you go get someone and they rightfully should get paid because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And most of the stuff, you can do it yourself. If you got a, you and yeah. your spouse or you and an older child in the home, you can go to YouTube and figure it out. I mean, you'd be surprised when you look at the estimates that come out and fix it. And you're like, huh, let me check out YouTube. YouTube is a, a godsend. I've learned how to do a lot of things on YouTube because I think you can do brain surgery on YouTube if you, if you search the right key terms. But I think you, when you buy your home, you got to get out of the mentality. I'll just call someone because mm-hmm. the landlord pays for it. But now you are the landlord because you're the homeowner and you just don't want to make the first thing you do call someone. Now, if you're like well off and you got lots of money, yeah, just call someone, no big deal. But for most of Americans, that's a lot of money, two, three, four, five hundred dollars to replace for labor. And then maybe the hot water heater, you know, that's money you may, that may be for your mortgage. And so most people just can't call and look, go, go look up on YouTube. Chances are it's going to be on YouTube. Like we have those signal lights, you know, you turn signals in your car. Ours are always going out every three, four months. And I just go to YouTube and there's a video for my exact car, how to change the front turn signal and the rear t- turn signal. You know, I'm not gonna take it to a garage then and charge me like 50 bucks. You just, you get creative. You learn yourself. Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. Yes, and we agree with you. We've actually taken that same concept of curating videos from a variety of sources and putting them inside Humzada specifically assigned to a task and describing it also not only in video, but also in printed words because people learn differently on how they can actually do this. And I'm a firm believer. If you can try to do it yourself, by all means, try to do it because you're not only going to save money with the labor, but also labor is short today. We have a shortage of contracting labor around the country. So it's really hard to find a lot of people in the time frame in which you need it. And so they can also charge more because they know there's more limitations. 
But the other thing that I also look at is I think people get scared of trying things. Now, I'm a firm believer if it's electrical and maybe some massive plumbing, let the experts do it (laughs) because it could affect other things. But when it comes little things like changing out um, a garbage disposal, it actually isn't that hard. Mm -hmm. You do just need to take a look at how things can get done. Or another option is if by chance you have multiple things in your house that you think need to get repaired, that's an easier way to consolidate all of that activity and give that to a contractor, like a handyman, because they're going to provide more value to you in one lump sum where they're not coming back and forth and charging you that driving time to get to your home to perform the work. So I'm a firm believer. Try it yourself, except for the electrical and massive plumbing. (laughs) And then if you still run into problems, then you can actually hire somebody and you can determine what that is. But be careful because sometimes if you try to fix a lot of things and you're really not that experienced, you could do more damage Mm. than you didn't realize because you just didn't know. But carpentry, stuff like that, that's easy. It's funny you mentioned electrical because in our kitchen, there are three switches and two of the switches don't do anything. So when we had an electrical problem, we called an electrician. They came in and apparently someone who had the house before us, when the switches went bad, they just took all those electrical wires on the other switch. And he goes, this is against code. I'm like, I didn't do anything with that. I said, he goes, I know you didn't do it, but he said, someone probably decided, Hey, instead of calling the professional, let me just do it myself. And, and there's a couple other switches in our house. I have no idea where they go. They flip them up and down. Nothing happens because somebody decided I could do it myself. And, you know, now we've been in here for like 18 years, so it's probably safe. It's probably, they're probably not even connected anyway, anymore. But the point is, is be careful, not only be careful with electricity, but something I also want to ask you, and hopefully you can answer this question Yes, is when you have to go get a contractor or a handyman, there's Ansi's list. There's a bunch of them, thumbtack, and there's a, a there's a million seems like apps on there. How do we know that the person that we're going to have come into our house to give us a free estimate or give us a price in the job? How do we really know that they know what they're doing? I've always wondered this question because just because they're on Angie's list, you know, and they're credited by the BBB, you know, how do we know we know what they're doing? Yeah. So that's a really big challenge that homeowners face on a regular basis. And one of the things that we also provide, this is on our blog, we provide um, interview questions that you need to ask of a contractor. And a lot of people forget actually the very basics, even though Angie's List and Home Advisor validate these things, they automatically assume they, they being the homeowner do not have to ask the question again. Mm-hmm. And one of those questions is, do you have a business license? Is it up to date? Do you have insurances? Is it up to date? That's really important. And I'll give you a perfect example. If you have a high pitch roof or a tall house and you have contractors coming out, whether they need to recite it, paint it, repair it, whatever the case may be, the worst thing that could happen to you and them is that someone is climbing on your roof and they fall. This is a really 
bad situation. I never want to see anyone hurt. I've had a lot of friends that this has actually happened to them. Unfortunately, they are still here on this earth and we're very happy to have them. But they also had a lot of surgeries because they broke an ankle or a collarbone or something to that effect. And they got lucky that they didn't do any damage to their head. And so making sure that they are covered with their business license and their insurances is the first step. Asking questions about what they would do for the job is part of the second step. And you need to educate yourself. Once again, the internet does have questions. We have them on our blog for contractors to help you understand how to have that conversation with them, even though you may not have the experience. The other thing that we also have is using the information that we have in our systems, whether it's a maintenance task, whether it's a project task, using that information to ask the questions. And those questions will be different depending on the type of task you're asking your contractor to do. One of the things that I also am a big proponent of when it comes to working with contractors is if you have, let's say, a major remodel, you want to remodel a bathroom, a kitchen, maybe you want to add, um, take an attic and turn it into a room, update basements for those people who have basements. If you want to add rooms, change rooms in a massive way, then you need to understand what the process the contractor is going to go through to know that they have project management skills. And then two, if there is something that comes up, and what I mean by that is maybe they found some wiring in the house that isn't turned on and they have to play around with it. So the project's going to take longer or they, we find out that the products that you ordered, whether it's tile, whether it's furniture, whatever the case may be is no longer available or it's delayed because of supply chain. Mm -hmm. Understanding these situations is important to understand what's it going to look like from a time perspective so you can manage your expectations or make changes. If you if the tile's not in, can you order another one that's in? What does that look like? But this is what we refer to as a change order. If you are working with a contractor and there's changes to your projects, you need to understand what their, they being the contractor, their change order process is. Because if you tell them to make a decision without your approval, they're going to make it and it may cost you more money. Mm-hmm. And I actually tell a lot of our customers this, when it comes to your projects, a lot of people rely on their contractors and they'll give you a bid, but ultimately the budget is your responsibility. So it's important that you understand what this change order process is so that you can compare it against your budget and any other timeframes or what have you, so that you know how to interact with your contractor. And let's remember it construction of projects and even maintenance. They're like a stool. They have three legs. Scope of the project is one. Do you want to go super expensive? Do you want to go a little bit less expensive or really, really less expensive Two, time? The more complex your project, the more, the longer it's going to take to do it. And then the third area is price. How much do you want to spend? If you have a champagne budget yet or a champagne appetite and a beer budget, well, you got to figure out how to make this work. You just have to figure it out. But these are the three stools. If one thing is lopsided, 
then you're going to fall off the stool. So it's important to understand those three concepts when you're working with your contractor. Interesting. When the electrician came out and rewired our kitchen, I made, this is how I learned because I'm, I'm, I'm a lifelong student. I said, someday I want to have my whole house rewired. He goes, there's no need. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, because the wires in the walls, nothing's ever going to happen to them. They're in tubes. He says, the only place you have to, the things you have to replace is the switches. I'm like, oh, he goes, you never have to rewire a house. He goes, if anybody tells you to rewire a house, don't, don't ever do any business with them because they're sitting in between the, uh, what's the drywall? He says, they're safe. Mm-hmm. No one goes near those. It's the end where it goes in the wall. I'm like, oh, he goes, where it comes out of the wall. That's where you have to do the work. I did not know that. And so now I know if someone says we have to rewire whole house. No, there's nothing wrong with the wires unless they have to change the gauge, obviously, which shouldn't be a case. I don't have a Tesla. I'm not charging a Tesla in my garage or anything like that. But I encourage people when they hire a contractor, be a student because you might l- don't be annoying but listen, as they may share stuff with you, ask them why this is happening this way. And they may tell you, I'm like, oh, so you learn something and next time you'll know. And I, I look at every opportunity as a way to learn. What can I learn? Yeah, I got to have a, my bathroom redone. Okay, I learned a few things. I didn't know that this was code. I have no idea. Like something may be code when a building is built and it may be in code. Correct. But if you rebuild it, now they got a new code. If you don't know that, you don't know that. So just be a student on all things in life. So fascinating conversation uh, with you, Elizabeth. Any last pieces of advice you'd like to leave uh, the listener with? Yeah, I would like people to slow down, take a breath. And when they are managing their house, use as many tools or systems as you can so that you can have a preventative set of activities It's like your health. Managing a house is like your health. If you're going to take care of your health, you want to take care of your house as well. So make sure you're doing those preventative things, staying on top of them. And then you're going to have a house that's healthy, safe, and efficient. And you're going to be super excited because it's going to maintain its value as well. Excellent. So where can we find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? Yeah, it's great. So anyone can visit us at homezada.com. That's H-O-M-E. Z-A-D-A.com, or they can go visit me and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm at E. Dodson. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. I really appreciate it. A very unique uh, concept, a very unique topic is what I meant to say on the show today, but it's fascinating to talk to you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up, absolutely free. Just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.